kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. There we have it. Once again, we have returned for your ears. I'm Virgil Hawkins. And I am the new social media manager for the NFL. And this is the read. <laughs> I could use that. Yes, thanks for coming back. Well. Well, indeed. Do you, how are you? Oh, um. Things are okay. I am slowly doing um, a little bit better job of taking care of myself. So I can't complain this week. What about you? Um, I, I feel like one of those uh, cakes on Nailed It. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's not, that's not, you mean one of the really great ones and everybody not is. Not the good one. Shocked at how professional it looks, <laughs> or do you <laughs> one of the disasters? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it'd be like that sometimes, friend. It do. Okay, let's get into the chunks of the week, starting with Black Excellence. Oh yes. Where should I begin? First, let's start with Shriek Jackson. Shriek Jackson is a Jamaican athlete mm. who just participated in the championships in Jamaica on this past Saturday, where she ran the 100 meters, crushed it with a world-leading 10.65 seconds. Crazy. <laughs> and became, this put her at joint fifth on the fastest woman of all time list. And she became the lead 100-meter runner of the year at that point, less than 24 hours after Sha'Carri Richardson had set the record mm-hmm. for the year. 
So I know Miss Wig was <laughs> steamed. Did you see that video where she ripped her wig off? Of course off? I did. Of, co- of right. course I did. Of course you did. Yes. Sasha, you said it was so it was so drag race. It I'm like, real, sis with the braids, like it's not it's not cornrows. It's fully like No, full fully <laughs> I That's said, what I'm saying. It was like now we're getting a reveal right now. What is happening? It was absolutely a wig reveal. <laughs> I'm not sure the. I love black women. <laughs> point, but I loved it. I, I didn't love black one. women. No, it but like, just... why not? Why not? Why not? Exactly. Spice it up? Who cares? <laughs> like it was just like. <sighs> I don't remember the exact quote, but on Drag Race they say, "Don't do a wig reveal, or you don't take your wig off unless you have." Better wig or underneath it. Wig yes, underneath. absolutely. Something like that. Yeah, that's what she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And you know, I was all set to congratulate her, and then Miss <laughs> Jackson came through and said, "I hope you Thank enjoyed you it." <laughs> she said, "I hope you enjoyed your what 18, 20 hours of that. I hope that was fun." Um, oh, no, she is. And sick. I'll just go ahead and take it now. But I just love that. Like, this is how talented the girls are. That somebody can crush a record and then the next day somebody else is like, and I'll take it, you know. Gabby Thomas also, um, funny enough, like had come out of, I think she said she was in semifinals or something and was like all gassed at the great work that she did. Looked at her phone, saw Sharika Jackson clocked like a 21-7 or something in the 200 meter. Mm-hmm. And she literally said on camera, they can't let us have anything. <laughs> anything and i died <laughs> laughing y'all cannot take oh, us <laughs> cannot take it but we're not gonna wear what i gonna do yes. anyways Wagwan. right so gabby thomas uh then went and uh Traded places once again, clocked like a 21 6 or something. Like, she just like. Look at the girls. 0.1 seconds. So the girls are like all trading mm-hmm. records. You know, records. <laughs> Bad bitch and just, status. You know, being <laughs> like outstanding, freakish, <laughs> talented yep. athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having fun with it, you know, at I least for Gabby Thomas's. Um, the little clip that I saw of her where she said it, it was like really playful and she was just talking about how she was like, well, now I got to step my A game up. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I know. And that's what she did. And then, you know, now she's leading at 200 meters. So that's fine. And when you listen to it. top athletes, they usually say like the truly elite athletes want to compete with people who are going to push exactly. them. It's not yeah. fun to beat the bitch who just started running two weeks ago. Like, obviously you can be her. <laughs> Obviously, you can beat the rest of us. But when you are around a bunch of other hoes who are firing on the same level that you are, that shows you what you made of, pushes you to a whole nother level. So I personally love to see it. I love it. And I also imagine today, like, being black, brown Mm -hmm. women and fans. Right. And competing with each other and breaking records like that is more inspiring, you know, because it's like, mm-hmm. while obviously I'm going to bust my ass to be the best and baddest bitch that is obviously. spoken of, right. like I have to beat you, sis, come on, this right. serious. <laughs> right. I'd rather be competing with you yeah. than with, you know, Yeah, literally sorry. that. It reminds me of how like WNBA players, and I guess men NBA players too, but like the way they dap each other up after men- the game. <laughs> 
Yes. Shout out to Ari Ivory for that. I'll never let it go. But, um, you know, after games when, when like, teams, like, really be battling hard, like, really, it's like a great game. And they going back and forth. And it's a heartbreaking loss. Some of the players, you know, are still cool with each other, still dab mm-hmm. each other up. It's like, you know, like, we are competing against each other, but I still have a lot of love and respect for you. And... And we are bonded through this crazy thing that we do for a living. Well, as far as men NBA players, it's like, I'm always of the mindset that, of course, I want to win the championship, get my little sparkly ring and say, you know, mm-hmm. did all of that, of course. Yeah, of course. Ultimately, am I going to dab you up and be friends with you and kick it in and in, in hee-haw or whatever and wait for the ESPYs and all this? I'm rich. Right. We're all rich. <laughs> Like all of us, we're we're all so rich. <laughs> so like, why do I have to be? You know, like of course my sportsmanship yeah. is going to be out of it's the gonna roof. Be, because no matter if I win or lose this game, it's a month in Cabo waiting on me. Like I can <laughs> simply just drop a pin on the map and go there. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so yeah, we can be um, friends, nigga. <laughs> I only hate you for these. 48 minutes and after right. that we're fine <laughs> and also athletes I guess especially like black athletes are very good at separating some of them a lot of them mm-hmm. I think are very good at like talking shit and like being in that sort of gassed up mm-hmm. headspace of, of competition right and then when it's all said and done it's like so where the hell's that Yep. <laughs> the game is over. It's Lemon time pepper, to take a shower pepper, and pepper, hit the pepper. fucking strip club. <laughs> Leave all that on the court. <laughs> Let's go throw some dollars. Exactly. So congrats to these young ladies. I love to see it. Also, many of you may have noticed or seen um, photos and stuff going around of this Barbie Malibu dream house that's listed on Airbnb. I'm obsessed with that thing. So uh, the new Barbie film starring Margot Robbie and Issa Rae and others. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's right. Nothing but respect for my president. Um... That was rude. I'm sorry. It starts then it Um, But yeah, the movie's like a week and a half, two weeks away. Mm. What's the day? Today's the, <laughs> the 12th. 11th, 12th? Yeah, it's like... It's 11 days. Nine days. 11 away. days out. Oh, okay. Nine math. days. So... Nine days. Won't do it. Nope. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's coming out soon. Um, <laughs> very soon. Oh, um, man. But yeah, the girls are permitted to, I suppose, go on the Airbnb and uh, stay at a real life Barbie dream house mm-hmm. with all the fixings, pools and, and disco balls and all kinds of shit. I, I ride. Um, well, fun fact. The black woman designed it. Of course she did. Victoria Adesami. She's a Nigerian American interior Designer, of course, and creative she director, mm. Imagineer. Oh, I think that Imagineer is. I think Disney uses that term. Oh, okay, work. <laughs> <laughs> Imagineers are the people who make the rides. I think at Disney. Oh, is that what they call them? Yeah, they might. I mean, Imagineers might do more 
than it. I think Imagineers are what they... I'm going to Google it in two seconds. Give me a minute. Okay. Anyways, back to Victoria. So, my girl Vicky, she's, you know, she's been working in design for a while. She worked as a colored material designer, it says here, at Adidas. She's worked uh, livable art for Beyonce. She launched her own firm in 2021 called Aesthetic Studios. And yes, now that Barbie dream house that you saw, the real life one, she designed it, which I'm sure it was tons of fun to do. Um, but I also right. don't know anything about designing, so it might have been stressful. Either way, um, I thought that, that was awesome and it was a cool fun fact. And uh shout out to her. She said here. This is via Global Guide. I'm focusing on my business on interior design, creative direction, and everyday objects through reimagination and storytelling. Um, so I thought that was cool and fun. And lots of people are Absolutely. gearing up for Barbenheimer. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get what that other movie is. But I'm not going to see that. I'm only going to see Barbie. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Oppenheimer is a movie about the guy who invented the atomic bomb or something? See, no thank you. No thank you. I'm not interested. Like, his name is Oppenheimer. Got you. Okay. I think that was his last name. And he, like, invented a world-shattering, incredibly destructive weapon. physicist. That's all I know. Yeah, works with a team of scientists to develop the atomic bomb. Yeah, no. There you go. There you go. I'll be watching Barbie. (laughs) So. I'm probably going to see both of them. Um, definitely not on the same day. That's cute. I'm I'm loving the double feature that some of y'all have time and energy for. Oh yeah, for no, it. I can't do that. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do that, but I will be seeing them both. Um, Barbie first. Let's be serious. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's be serious. <laughs> but I am gonna see Oppenheimer. I also heard that it's like almost horror. Oh, so I definitely don't need to go look at that. I for sure, that's um, not for me, no. I'm sure that person was being extra. I mean, Mm-mm. like, if you think about it, the development of a nuclear weapon is horrific. It, th- this is what I'm saying. So. so, probably some real heinous shit went down behind the scenes and all this, and then are we gonna, you know what? From the beginning, it didn't sound like it was for me. I just knew that a bunch of people were arguing about it, um, you know, because I guess they're, because they're coming out on the same day, so it's like, which one is gonna take the box office? Like, yeah, but everybody wants to see both of them. So it's actually really fun that and God, Hollywood just lucks up, bro. They, I'll get to them later. But okay. the point is that it's like the fact that people organically made this meme about going and spending money at the movies mm-hmm. on two things so organically and easily is just kind of a fun thing to witness. Um, And then, yeah, you got one for... It's also, like, probably good for couples. You know what I mean? Not really. Like, oh, like, my man, I'm gonna go see Barbie with my man. And then I'm taking my girl, we're gonna go see Barbie. Oh, you mean, like, heteronormative, I'll go see her girl movie and she'll come see my boy movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be forgetting that's how straight people do. Yeah, that's what straight people do. Okay. All right. Well, y'all have fun. Thankfully, I'm single, so I, I can see what I want to and, <laughs> because, and not consider you know, anybody else. I 
am entirely and completely invested in watching a movie about um, grown-ups portraying dolls and all of the weird, quirky ways that they do that. And I saw, like, one clip. One clip, which was a scene where Ken is, like, at the doctor or something. Oh, my God. I have watched that 58,000 times. And the way they're sort of, like, like not talk they're kind of talking down to him yeah but like <laughs> it's like oh yeah no you're you're super brave but it's like <laughs> she did she's like you're I can very tell brave that, <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> no it's so that clip i have worn it out i said i cannot wait to see this fucking movie that let me know yeah. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I am. I saw a tweet that said, it's great because this dialogue is exactly how, like, kids talk when they're playing with their dolls. And I yes, said, damn, right. that's it. Like, that's Did why you know it's so got good. in Vietnam for, uh, for the map? Oh, yes, that? I did. I said, oh, yeah, them niggas are strict. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, they were not playing. You won't be you won't be showing that bullshit propaganda over here. If, for listeners, in case you didn't hear real quick, there's like a scene in the film that has a world map, mm-hmm. quote unquote, in Barbie world that when you look at it is like done in crayon, clearly drawn by like a child or something. Yep. So it's supposed to be like a kid's version of what the world looks like. And Vietnam was like, oh, uh-uh, no. <laughs> I don't know if they didn't get it or if they didn't care, but they said, yeah, no. Nah, no they Barbie said, no, your, your children might be, you know. <laughs> uh, maybe not the brightest, but <laughs> y'all won't be bringing that political bullshit over here and trying to influence our children in a similar fashion. So, I mean, uh, I guess Vietnam, I feel like Vietnam does stuff like this, not infrequently, but None of y'all are stopping me from using Noah as an excuse to go to this movie on opening day. Like, I I just sent Jade the calendar, calendar invite a couple hours ago. Like, don't fucking play with me. And don't play with my niece. We're going to the... And I got her the President Issa Barbie. I'm going to give it to her when we get to the movies. Like, we're awesome. fucking going. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. So... Is the doll in the box? Of course. But I am going you to take, the box, yeah, take her out of the box. Yeah, I am going to get her because, all styled up, do the hair if it needs to be done over. Yeah, I just wonder. Well, you know what? I was thinking of doing that anyway, just because if I bring the box to the theater, I'm gonna have to be the one to then find a place to fucking recycle it or whatever. And I don't want to like. I would rather just do that at home and not be also, carrying that fucking box around. I'm not so watching you open the Barbie box, but. <laughs> not exactly for the little mermaid it's not you know for kids it takes a, it takes yeah, a while they want they, they want grown ups to do this <laughs> for sure yep they for sure do so I took that Easter doll out of one of them out of the box <laughs> and I swear to you there was a point where I was, was like 75 way 75% way through and I was just like oh god <laughs> like do they want the children to play with the damn dollies or not? My God. Like, I got, like, vert, yeah. like, out loud. I got upset I by how it. frustrating it was to take that Barbie it. out. But 
yes, I will be rushed down to the movie theaters to go watch it. It seems like my type of tea. And then obviously Oppenheimer. Come on, Florence Pugh, Killian Murphy, Christopher Nolan directed it. Come on, Inception, Dark Knight, mm. Interstellar, others. I saw Inception. Good film. You said he directed that? Yeah. Okay. The rest of those names I kind of know, but I don't know anything those people were in. It sounds white as hell. The Dark Knight trilogy? No, never saw any of those. You didn't see the Batman movie with Heath Ledger in it that he won an Oscar for after he died? I did not. You should watch it. It's not that scary. It's not? No, not really. Everybody talked about how creeped out they were by his performance. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, because it was unsettling, but it wasn't like scary. Okay. I mean, the Joker is is a, <laughs> a villain, a psycho murderer. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, right. Yeah. So he's not going to give you <laughs> the warm, fuzzy you know, huggy feels. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll incredible put that on the list. Sure will. Let's jump into hot tops. Our pop culture segment that we call hot tops, um, Wonka. That's the name of it. Okay. I love that. Let your mind do whatever you want with it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, God. What do you have? I don't... I'm so tired. <laughs> um, okay. Babies. Babies. Yeah. People with babies. Okay. Um, Naomi Osaka. <gasps> and Corday. Yay. Reportedly welcomed a baby girl. In the city of Los Angeles, where they reside. <laughs> Congratulations to them. Yes. Aww. She is 25. He is... They're young parents. But, I mean, my parents were... A beautiful I'm little cancer baby. Tw- oh, they're both 25. Okay. All right. Well, have fun. Yeah, congratulations. Folks. Congratulations. I hope that she doesn't rid you of too much sleep. <laughs> she's luck. gonna do that anyway, because that's how she am. <laughs> <laughs> Not that's how she am. I mean she's baby. Yeah. She's good baby. Luck with that. That's a baby do. Good luck with that. But yeah, congratulations. Who else just had a baby? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just I, Oh, the brat and Jessica. Oh right. Yes. Yes. They just had a baby boy on the 6th of July. They named him True Legend Harris <laughs> DuPont. <laughs> My God. I love black people. That donor may have been white, but this baby is black. <laughs> <laughs> True oh, Legend. We don't know, but... We are awesome. Yeah. What a, what a people... Just so clever. <laughs> Everybody's so creative. And I I just saw a video of Brett like a week or two ago, and she was super fucking pregnant. Yeah, she And she looking extremely over it and just like yeah, I'm sure. stressed. And Jessica's just like laughing at Jessica her. Said, like, Girl, I had mine. Right. I'm not, right. I've been there. I don't know so. what you thought this was. Woo woo woo. But <laughs> I'm glad everything went smoothly. The baby is here. Congratulations to Brett. What an experience, you know. 
The rat said, I can't believe he came out of me. <laughs> Feels like a dream. He's perfect in every way. Oh, I love that, mommy. So sweet. Congrats. Same to you guys. Hope that he doesn't keep you up at 3 a.m. But he go do that anyway. Again, you know better than this. Yes, but it's going to be like super worth it. And they're going to be like, dress them up. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, it's been a week. Now it's been four weeks. You're a month old. And then you do like pictures and scrapbooks mm-hmm. and go to the park. But then when you go to the park. With that little month you... blanket or whatever with the circles mm-hmm. and you just. And you pretend <laughs> everything that they experience is going to be a lifelong <laughs> lasting thing that they will carry with them forever at two months. <laughs> People are obsessed with their children. That's And they should be. And I mean, that's biology because otherwise you would surely abandon them somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> newborns take entirely too much work. You have to have that flood of <laughs> feelings to get you through it. So I need to, um, oh my God. Do you know Candace told me like, a day or two ago, that pregnancy can also just give you carpal tunnel. That's not the one on the list. Of course it can. <laughs> At this point, I just assume pregnancy can give you any fucking thing. Just name What's it. What's the point? <laughs> to usher another life onto this planet. That then gets to call you a bitch because you didn't give them $20 to get extra zebra cakes at lunch so they could stunt with their friends at school. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> Great. Okay, cool. Now that we're on the same page. Yeah, that's what they do. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yay. Oh, my God. Speaking of kids, did you see this clip of um, Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats son playing the, the piano? No, let me find it. It's on his his Instagram page. Okay. He's, like, superb. Like, oh, I mean, it's not... Yeah. I mean... Of course. <laughs> but, like... um, <laughs> Like, the way that he... I was... I, I gagged. Did you? I did. It was just very, like, he's very, very... Oh, here ...good he is. at it. Oh. Um, oh, so, Egypt. Oh, yeah, oh. Egypt. Look at that face. And he was just giving, like, yeah. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Light like work. turned around and and looked at the camera and everything and was just like yeah I just this is but it's like playing yeah. that piano but then yeah I really feel like Alicia wow. probably spends a lot of time in front of the piano just of recreationally yeah. playing and so he's probably just grown up hearing that piano all the time anyway yeah um which is <laughs> which is like a much a, probably a fresher intro into wow. piano playing than my parents gave me. That is beautiful. Well, what did your parents do? I would love to know. We bought this piano. Go learn. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, neither of you play <sighs> instrument. We bought. Listen. So they didn't ask you what you wanted to play. They just said. They purchased the piano. Here is a piano. Damn. They said, here. Wow. <laughs> These are the classes. Okay. This is you're going. You're going. Oh, you had lessons too. Like private I lessons. Had private lessons. Yeah. I just spoke about this in therapy last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. 
Um, That's real. Didn't stick it out. I probably played for like two years. Oh, okay. And I was decent. I just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I didn't... It was like fun when I could like sit down and actually play something and be like, oh yeah, this is cool. But I I was not passionate about about being a musician. So it just felt like... (laughs) What are well, we, here's something I what am being here, forced to do. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, I, I played piano and took lessons, too, but I did actually want to play. <laughs> and my parents didn't have to buy one. My uncle had one and was like, she can have his shit. So <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't like some nice ass piano, but it was good enough. And yeah, I played all through high school. I loved it. But, you know, not enough to pursue it full time. I played the flute and the violin, too. I was I played the flute also. We were a musical family. Before. Oh, ooh, now guitar I could never get. It's the sensation what, of the strings. I don't like feeling. That's what I like about it. I hate the feeling of the strings on my finger pads. It's really irritating to me. So mm-hmm. I'll never be a, a guitarist, unfortunately. But that young man. <laughs> wow. Y'all better watch the fuck out because that was real talent I just heard. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for him. Do I have anything else nice to say this week? Uh, <laughs> let's take a look. Is there anything? <laughs> Keek's palm. <laughs> oh, yes. Brand deals left and right. Magazine covers. Merch. Told y'all. Told y'all, niggas. It seems as though, you know, just based on the few posts that we have seen since the father of her son decided to go caveman on the internet Mm -hmm. um and at least from that perspective it's been giving unbothered i know she posted that one picture (laughs) i thought it was super cute where how you (laughs) when i took a closer look at the dress first of all it was sexier than i thought it was when (laughs) i first looked at it now it doesn't change my opinion on anything i said yeah but I was like, that ass was ass. <laughs> However, so what? Right. Um, I thought it was super cute when you said there's like squares. Of the, I'm pretty sure it was a Givenchy dress when I looked at it closer. Mm. Um, either way, she posted a picture on Instagram, like a few pictures of the dress. Yeah. And the f- I'm sure the first line in it was like, I wish I would have posted more. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> No regrets. <laughs> Absolutely no regrets. Kissy lips. <laughs> Everything. Woo! Ass tooted up to the side. Just know she fine. It's giving red receipts on. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, she also posted like a video with the baby where she was singing Stevie Wonder to him. Mm-hmm. She posted this picture in this like sexy striped outfit with uh, a line from one of her latest. Did you know that this woman has four albums available for streaming? I had no idea. What? Go off, Kiki. <laughs> Never I stops working. No clue. I knew she could an sing. That came out like two months ago. Yeah. Wow. But I didn't know she was actively singing and releasing music. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's it is giving like she's attempting to pay the drama on mine. Mm-hmm. 
girl. Not they had me on the internet agreeing with Steve Harvey. <gasps> what? Oh, that clip of Steve Harvey talking about uh, regular niggas or whatever, however he said it. It was when he said, stop trying to give, stop trying to give a man your lifestyle and he ain't earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> God damn. I said, okay, so I'm a hit dog hollering right now, trying to elevate these dykes. <laughs> well, God damn. But, like, never mind. <laughs> we was about to get too deep into my business. But, I mean, it's complicated, like, because <laughs> I understood what she was trying to say in yeah. that situation, mm-hmm. especially the point of, you know, there are men, especially men. Mm-hmm. who are incredibly wealthy, who are terrible people. Right, so right. why would I want to hitch a wagon to that? Yeah. But then you can have a nigga that literally will ask you for money to go get a large fry and he'll be an asshole too. So what do you, what, what, right. what, what am I, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of the successful or super famous black women, somebody put together like a clip of all of them talking about their horrific dating experiences and how they have learned that you have to date a man who is secure in himself and has his own shit and feels good about where he is in life and isn't threatened by you. But like, good fucking luck finding that because you're that bitch. But like, there's no other option. You have to have that because anybody else will try to tear you apart and ruin your life out of their insecurity and it's like damn 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 that's just, i mean and so i i saw steve harvey's point because kiki being with uh you know a nigga with a similar career and all this it, you know he's much less likely to feel insecure about her you know popping out and being famous and you know being recognized or like similar like adored. financial standing even even or right career standing right right somebody who's not like you know, I had a career, but now I'm really struggling or whatever. Like somebody who is just on a level that she's on professionally, commercially, successfully, like in that way. Unfortunately, that really does end up mattering when people base so much of their worth onto that. It could be, you know, mm-hmm. Kiki sees the good in this person and loves this nigga and whatever else. But you never know what demons that person is fighting yep. internally. So you can't love Absolutely. somebody into believing in well, I won't say you can't, but you can't. It's not that you can't help somebody get to that place, but it's just not your responsibility and you don't have that power to do it on your own. And there is risk to that. And a whole lot of it. A whole lot of mm. it. So I was, yeah, yeah, I saw that and was like, child, I mean, broken clocks. Twice, honey. Twice. Not once. Not once. Two times. AM and PM. Child. <laughs> And that's it. So, At no other I'm going to give it to you when it's, time, when it's your time, honey. Because he said that shit, and I was like, well. Well, yeah, yeah. It's that he ain't earned it part, bro. Because, like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, somebody who's getting out the mud, who's not on the same, like, level of stability or consistency or whatever in their working life, their career, their finances, whatever is you. But it's just like an energy thing. Mm-hmm. And everything that you just said is correct. That 
it has a lot to do with how that person feels Mm -hmm. about themselves and them being secure in the fact Mm -hmm. that they are with someone who's in a different place at that time. And you not feeling threatened, Mm -hmm. emasculated, um, you not feeling insignificant by way of the work that this person has been doing since they were literally a child. A little girl, right. And that person is out there. Them niggas exist. They do. Where they at? I could not tell you. I don't know where, but Mm -hmm. I have to believe that they are out there. That they exist and they are waiting for the right person to come along. Because let me tell you, I have so many stories of the people I have dated since we started this show and the way that they just, it, you know, it honestly just ends up turning into like a matter of time before they start getting weird about me and the level of attention that I receive from other people. It just, it gets weird. But powerful femmes are scary to people. Well, that's true. I am a witch. To dummies. <laughs> you know? There yeah. I I I fear that may be a long lasting <clears throat> fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Power in a femme form scares the shit out oh, of yeah. a lot of people, intimidates a lot of people, yeah. even other femmes. Yeah. I mean, Yes, them bitches be hating. <laughs> but and if that form also has brown skin, how dare you? My God, how dare you? You know what are you doing here? Yeah. So I just saw a lot of people complaining about men specifically, and I get it because that usually is who is the problem. But hmm. I just am here to tell y'all that as somebody who has only dated masculine women for like twenty years and trans niggas and. Have I dated a cis? Not dated. So I'm just going to say that (laughs) it's been my experience that masculine presenting people or masculine identifying people. Yeah, the insecurity is it's not great. That issue is. And so, you know, I'm dating is we is to be determined because I just don't. Where are the niggas who are not going to feel threatened by this? I don't know. God bless your DM. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that was not that was not a call to action. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without 
knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Larsa Pippen's embarrassed. Oh, no. Now I would like to strangle this bitch. She's part of the fucking problem. She's embarrassed. She is part of the problem. First of all, hold on. I forgot to Google this. Because I'm, they have a podcast together already. Oh. I don't want to hear that. Okay. Are in this man's child? Sorry. <laughs> so Larsa Pippen has a podcast with Marcus Jordan. Oh, I'm god. gagging. Oh god. Um <laughs> and on it, I guess they talked about like the one thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Which is how awkward this relationship is mm-hmm. for some. Anyway, we talked about this. Michael Jordan was uh, spotted out somewhere by paparazzi. They asked him if he approved. He said no twice and then hopped in his car and left. Um, Even though they claim in like a joint Entertainment Tonight interview that, you know, the families all spend time together and everyone loves loves what's going on. Yeah, sure they do. Well, Marcus on the podcast suggested that possibly, you know, his dad was a bit tipsy and that he was just joking. (laughs) And Larsa said, quote, I didn't think it was funny. There's nothing funny about it. I was kind of embarrassed. She added later. This is giving me Kardashian tactics. Isn't she friends with them? Yeah. Okay. So or was she? Mean I don't know if they still friends or whatever, but they absolutely have were in the same circle of. Mm. Um. You okay? So sometimes for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's really quite simple. Let's look at the board. You know, like <laughs> I really have to. <laughs> I've seen her videos. Now she is hilarious. <laughs> She is. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. So for every single like <laughs> that fucking board. <laughs> oh my god, that should be so oh, funny. Black girls. 
Like, anyways. Um, so sometimes I need to check the board and, like, do some equations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just... Yeah, work the math out. So, you're embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassed. You're embarrassed that... Okay, hold on. Actually, eraser. Okay. Okay. You're not embarrassed at your big age to be dating this man's child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who also happens to be your big age ex husband's <laughs> former teammate. Yep. Say it. You're not embarrassed about that. To be claiming him and now also hitch to him via podcast. That's not embarrassing, oh. but you're embarrassed at the nigga daddy, like For basically said exactly what <laughs> everyone expected him to say. Right. You acting like he went and like he was standing outside of Trader Joe's and called you a a, a, a drooling harpy and a witch or like. Truling Harpy. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Something embarrassing. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. First of all, no shade. Me. Me. I wouldn't give a motherfuck what Michael Jordan's baby was of me. Dana kissed a child or not. Okay. But that's me. Okay. That's me. Yeah. Personally. I see that. You know. mm-hmm. um, I also wore, own several pairs of Jordan, so do with what I just said, whatever mm. you'd like. Um, I just can't help but think it is very funny that this specific thing is embarrassing and not the rest of this incredibly embarrassing shit. Right. That's all. Right. I... So, like, I don't know what X equals, but... <laughs> But this ain't adding up no matter how yeah. you no matter how you slice it. I was mad because she said that she was traumatized by Michael's remark. Mm. I didn't see that word. Yeah, because you know, they had said um she had said before, you know, oh, everybody hangs out, his parents approve of the relationship, blah, blah, blah. So then for Michael to be like uh no that's gross or weird or whatever she said oh my god i was traumatized i was like what are we gonna do people think i lied and i am just really really tired of y'all taking therapy words and using them like they don't mean anything trauma is (laughs) trauma is a thing and that it is not what you are talking about here and now on this goddamn podcast so (laughs) You you meant embarrassed and you should have just said embarrassed. Like yeah. deeply more I was mortified. I was ashamed because my should be. my inner whore ways are being dissected across the internet. It's deeply embarrassing. Yeah. I feel exposed and judged. Like there are just so many words that you could yeah. use. I'm I'm not confident that she knows a lot of them, but there are just oh. so many options. Traumatized didn't have to be used, and I am really, I so. I'm really over people misusing those words. And the more famous you are, the more irritated I get when people do that shit. So, 
That's what I found annoying. Like, girl, you're 50 years old. (laughs) You could just leave this 32-year-old young man alone, and that would be fine. (laughs) You act like y'all have to be together. (laughs) Just break up with him and go be with somebody else. It's also like you're embarrassed and traumatized. You're not fucking traumatized. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine myself being Marcus's mama. Okay. Here I am, (laughs) just trying to log on to Facebook. (laughs) Okay, just trying to post. And I just can't do that without (laughs) all these other glamours. And my God, asking me all of these questions about a real housewife. Please, not glamour. And I just don't have to. I'm like, you're, yeah. girl, if you don't take these fucking licks and keep it moving, like, yeah. what are you talking about? I just, if she expects us to have empathy for her in this situation, she's really going to have to look elsewhere. I don't know. You're don't 50 know years doing. old. You brought all of this onto yourself. This, you put yourself into this situation. You put yourself into this predicament. Even if you are dating him, you don't have to be public about it. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to have a goddamn podcast together. Again, I want to... Because I'm looking at the board, and the podcast is on the board. But it's not... Connect- I can't find his connection to your embarrassment. And yeah. so I'm like... Oh, get her out. Get her out. Yeah. Get her out. Over her. Very over that whole situation. Also, this relationship is, like, not giving, like, long form. (laughs) Come on, long form. (laughs) I don't know why I use that word. It's giving, like, fun in the sun, let's have wild sex constantly and, like, be incredibly private about it as we travel the world together and use, like, one another's money and bodies for, like, short-term satisfaction. (laughs) Yes. And entertainment. Not giving, I'm gonna strap myself to you and and be mic'd up for entertainment tonight to talk about Michael Jordan and how he feels about me dating his son at 50 years old. Right. girl move around i'm very over her so last but not least (laughs) shit there's a whole bunch of stuff but i'm gonna pick one okay okay um (laughs) so britney spears um oh boy okay well, well, what's what's happening? I just can't stop thinking about how her first single is called "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Okay. Britney Spears was in Vegas. Um, oh my god. I'm sorry, I just now got it. I am so sorry. I am so Welcome. sorry. I thought you was going to talk about that video she posted to announce her book uh, coming out. I completely forgot about this story. Please, please continue. 
No, no, no. You don't have to do that. You don't. You don't have to do that. That is the woman. That isn't necessary. You. You really don't. Ooh, book cover reveal. Oh. <laughs> Pretty simple. Ooh, lots of Photoshop. <laughs> well, it was more the video she posted the day before and was talking about, and she was, you know, I'm, I'm sexy mm, dancing in the house. So I feel like Britney Spears. She was doing, but anyway, that is not, that is nothing compared to this story that you were talking about. So why is she always in them boots? You know, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that the things Britney Spears does on camera for Instagram are like her comfort things. Like, who the fuck is Maria River Red? Oh, I don't know. But like sometimes the way I'll sit here and watch the same episode of a TV show over and over again, or I'll watch Super Bowl 51 over and over again, you know, just the things that bring you joy or comfort or whatever else when you're going through something. That's what I assume Brittany is doing in her panties and her boots on Instagram. I'm not even bullshitting. <laughs> I feel like she loves that shit for real. So Yeah, no. I think that she's fully, like, I actually think that the dancing and whatever the fuck I rustled out of uh, trunk in my closet videos are charming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, what are these boots? Um, anyway, so Brittany was in Vegas and her little eye spied. I mean, everybody's goddamn eye spied this motherfucker. He's seven foot motherfucking three. <laughs> right. Jesus. A line. That is a very, very tall person. <laughs> Rookie for the Spurs. Victor Wembanyama. Oh, amazing. An incredibly towering nigga from France <laughs> um, who's also, like, lead in the NBA draft or whatever, who's everybody's talk, comparing him to LeBron and talking about how he looks like Groot or whatever. Um, oh, you didn't get that. You don't watch Gardens of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, but Groot is like Groot's the tree, tree nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw him at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy at uh, Disneyland. When oh, I fun. went to Disneyland... Um, walking around? No, I'm the, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and it was so fun. You know, some of the one that fun. dropped. Yeah, I went on that over and over and over and over. Let me tell you a story today. <laughs> it is a short one. Okay. <laughs> I went to Disneyland. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I went to Disneyland. I saw there's a Guardians ride. Yeah. I love Guardians. Same. Let's go. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. I said, as we're walking in, <laughs> this building looks suspiciously like the Tower of Terror building, but like remodeled. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, shrug, keeps walking. In the line. The entire, t like, fully in the line, taking in the little sights, yeah. taking a bit of cheese in. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what this ride is. <sighs> okay. But I said, when I walked into the park, I'm not doing no drop shit. That's where I draw the line. I don't like them rides. Oh. I will be, I. you can strap me in something <laughs> oh, and no. shoot me out of the cannon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, no. We made it up to the very, very... I mean, I'm talking about the next car comes yeah. and we get on. There was a, a sign, yeah. God bless it, okay. that was right there mm-hmm. that described it a bit. Yeah. That was like, oh, be prepared for like, you know, so lights and this and that and sudden drops <laughs> from blah, blah. Like, it basically described the ride. It did. Mm-hmm. I said, I would have been so mad. Pardon? Excuse me. (laughs) Where do I go to get off? (laughs) Yeah, they have a little spot for people who said, no, thank you. And they just exit. You didn't get on it? Okay. No, it's for the best. They ushered me out. No, (laughs) sweetie. You would have had a fucking meltdown. I walked right past. <laughs> Friend. Goodbye. Friend. I know nothing about that ride. When I tell you my uterus was in my cranium. No, thank you. The first time I rode it, <laughs> I ended up grabbing the white woman next to me. She was grabbing me back like, screaming it's a bunch of sudden drops and some of them are like long as fuck and then you shoot back up and then you pause really randomly and then you shoot down again oh it was so fun it was so i loved it absolutely i saw groot at that so i do no groot and they had groot stuff you could buy in the gift shop afterwards i'm sure i got on that ride multiple times a day when i took myself to disneyland i got on that and the the incredicoaster um i, did the incredicoaster. I love the incredicoaster the, the, those two were my favorites i love big scary crazy rides though i do i love big crazy rides too i just don't like a free drop down oh yes that like, feeling is so fun <laughs> At least if it's if I'm gonna have a crazy drop, I want a roller coaster attached to it. Like I wanted to do zooms, loops, mm. spins, all kinds of stuff. And even those drops are at like an angle, like a slope or whatever, rather mm-hmm. than just straight, straight down. down. Yeah. And the whole point of the ride <laughs> is to be physically uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the car like kind of comes up an inch off their seat. And it's like, that's why they double check them seatbelts. You will literally bust your ass if you are not secured in that thing. No. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, I had a grand time. No. Okay. Well, I'm glad you didn't ride it. Uh, you may have sued. <laughs> you may have. Yeah, no. You may have just sued Disney as you got on that. I ride. don't know. How, like, God was alive in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Because he led me to that sign and then he <laughs> led me right out the nearest door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved it and it fucked me up. I wasn't ready for it at all. And then as soon as I got off, I got right back in that line. <laughs> loved it. So, but anyway. Well, if you haven't heard, Britney Spears touched this man and then got smacked. Oh, okay. I thought... So, hmm. The story was like, oh, you know, she approached him when she saw him out in Vegas. And she, like, tried to grab him and the security guard slapped her across the face. Mm Mm-hmm. Then it was like, oh, she slapped herself. Yes, that's what I saw. (laughs) So the latest 
headlines that I've seen are like, oh, you know, police are not pressing any charges because surveillance shows that Britney actually slapped herself. And with Britney's, you know, reputation, it's, you know, giving, oh, well, of course, yeah, yeah, this is Britney having a crazy moment. If you look at the video, the video that I watched anyway, Mm -hmm. it seems like what I saw, she goes behind him, she taps him, like, mm-hmm. on his back or shoulder or whatever. And the security guard next to him, without even looking back, like, swats her hand yeah. back away from her. Mm-hmm. And so either he hit her with the back of his hand, or mm-hmm. what looks like it actually did happen is he caused her to yes. hit herself. yes, yes. <laughs> By that motion. Right. So it's like, did she possibly hit herself? Yes. But she didn't just, like, lose her shit and smack herself out of nowhere. No, she hit herself in the face because he swatted at her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, she said in this video, in her boots, that uh, she received an apology from them 30 minutes later at her table Mm. wherever but she has not received a public apology and she was upset because i guess some people covering it on a radio station were talking shit and say Mm. saying that she deserved to get smacked because that person was just protecting their client or something i didn't hear this but i don't doubt that that was said because it sounds like some shit somebody would say so there you have it. I mean, I don't know. I get it. You know, he's supposed to be like the big deal in the NBA, the big new name or whatever, like mm-hmm. big literally and figuratively. For sure. And I read that, you know, the team that he was with was saying something like, you know, don't look back. Just mm-hmm. keep walking if anybody tries to get your attention because if you stop or if you whatever, and it's going to just make whatever. Yep. Which I believe. Which is true. And again, <laughs> he is over seven feet tall. <laughs> so there is no hiding. <laughs> there, so he's going to draw attention just purely right. by being around. Yeah. Um, And so she claims, you know, hey, she was trying to congratulate him, which I think is super cute that she's even dialed in enough to basketball to, like, see this man and be like, oh, how exciting. I want to go say congratulations on your success. Hmm. And then, yeah, what do you know? She gets backhanded by herself. Because <laughs> this nigga was, pretty was fucked the fuck up. out of here, a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I felt for... So I kind of, I feel kind of bad for her. Yeah, because I knew people were going to turn it into a, oh, Britney is out of her mind, blah, 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 kind of thing, when it was really just... An incident that got blown up, I won't say necessarily out of proportion. I see why Britney thought that she was slapped. But then when you see the video and it's like, you know, this 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 didn't sound as deliberate and violent as what I was picturing before I saw the video. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a chill yeah, on this. But, you know, I get it. And I think she had recognized him because they were at some other event at somewhere else. So she was like, oh, yeah, that's that basketball boy who was... You know, at whatever other uh, event they were at beforehand. So, and does he even know who Britney Spears is? He's French and he's like twenty years old. 
<laughs> she's Britney Spears. I mean, yeah. Like I can't. I doubt that he knows like the lyrics to Lucky, but I'm sure when there was like. So that nigga that the security swatted away, that was actually Britney fucking Spears. <laughs> right. Somebody said that, and then they were like, "Holy shit!" I Very think toxic. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't understand why she didn't just have her security go approach his security. Like I don't know why security couldn't just handle that if she wanted I mean, to speak. But I mean, I also can see how if you're Britney Spears in Vegas, there is an expectation that people will know who you are. Like you're Britney fucking Spears, so. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. It it didn't seem like this crazy, inopportune moment to tap a famous athlete and say, "Hey," um, especially if you are also Britney Spears. You know, white women don't be thinking, "Oh, hey, I don't belong." Or I right. need to like, "Hey, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't about, touch a stranger." Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. It's my mode of entry here. Um, but she also said in that video, you know, like she's been around some of the most famous people in the world. Mm-hmm. She's been around in sync in the moment. She is one of the most famous people. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's true. and she it's talks true. about how she's just had different experiences with security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I believe that her being Britney in Vegas was not thinking she was gonna go up and tap somebody and then get smacked. Right. So, and I don't even think security security must not have even looked. It must have been like an automatic reaction. They literally did not. Look because that. had he turned around and seen Britney Spears, he certainly would not have done that. <laughs> Absolutely would not. So, you know what I mean? But maybe sec- at security the same time, should that's start. kind of <laughs> bummy, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's kind of a bum to think about. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have smacked you if you <laughs> were, if I knew you were a famous white Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and even if it were it was Kiyosha, just, my cousin from down the street who did it, like... But actually, yes, because I feel like if you were just a regular bitch who thought you could reach out and touch this NBA draft pick, like, no, girl, you obviously can't. Like, there's security all around him. You can't just go touch this man. Like, I would expect my hand to be swatted back if I tried yeah. to reach out and touch Beyonce. I would expect yeah. that. <laughs> I'm just saying, anybody with a security mm. detail, you can't just go touch. So, first of all, Brittany should have kept her hands reach out to herself. If you want, <laughs> if you want to bring okay. back nubs, you will see a red dot at your closest <laughs> kneecap, and then it's gone, and then you're out of here. Because Julius, yeah, it's over for you. <laughs> Chopping your head. There's a reason he's opening acting your room. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I get it. Maybe security should start turning around and everybody should keep their hands to themselves. Like, yeah, I'm sure that they're, they probably regretted it. And, you know, they'll probably think of a new strategy for public affairs going forward or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely, when I first heard about it, I was like, who the Smacked Britney. Why would they go? Oh, yeah. All of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody. Why would they do that to her? I'm sure they just said she just needed somebody to. Because I'm thinking, like, what what might she have, like, said? Was she going through it? Was it, like, what would have caused somebody to just slap her like this? That's so unkind. And it's like, well, she slapped herself. Wait. (laughs) What? Yep. And then I watched the video and I was like, oh, this seems like. Like 
a completely unfortunate but understandable series of events mm-hmm. that was absolutely kind of yep. exacerbated. Yep, exactly that. Because even, like, she said, I think she said something about, like, she fell to the ground and her friend picked her up. I didn't see her fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she did, but the video that, she, that I saw, I didn't see her fall to the ground. Right. And then... I also saw a quote from him where he was saying, like, he didn't know who it was because he didn't look back. He just felt someone grab him from behind. Mm-hmm. I didn't see her grab anybody. I did see her, like, reach out to tap him. Mm-hmm. That is different than grabbing. So. Okay. You know, here's my rice. Yeah. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Britney stand's still going to be mad. And that's, you know, that's fine. I just felt like, okay, I see how this got blown up, though. I see how this turned into the giant story that it is. But, you know, we'll, we'll all be fine and everybody can move on. She said, had she just sat there and ate her rice? You niggas history <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> you do not remember when has she just sat there and ate her rice? What was that? Was that um Oh my god, come on girl. How long ago was that? That was a while ago. I don't even Oh, Nicki Minaj. Do you yes. think she had a shiny fucking dress on? Yes. <laughs> you niggas history would have been a rice. lot less triumphant. Ate her Her rice. peas and rice. <laughs> Oh, magnificent. Oh, God. What a moment that was. Anyway, like... All right. That was an era. It was. Like, completely unhinged Queen Radio. Queen Radio has been infrequent, but also, I feel like, tame. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it and in a while. Hold, I haven't heard it in a while. Yeah, no. Well, I never, like, listened to it. <laughs> but I always heard, like, clips. Yeah. And I, they were always very entertaining. Yeah, I wasn't sure if she's like, deranged. done it in a while. So I think as we get closer to this new album coming out, we'll probably see more episodes come back. So. Oh, Pink Friday, too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for reminding me. That is what it's called. Yep. I doubt it. I really think she's going to change the name of it. Mm-hmm. Well, but I also don't care. Okay. All right. Well, there were other things, as I said, but were they important? Girl, no. (laughs) No. Okay. Honey. Honey. Okay. That's it. Let's move on. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my 
for like mm-hmm. my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad. But that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct. Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, it's time for your letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Our first letter this week, I need a random name for a woman. Patrice. Okay. Well, that can be anyone's name. Oh, true. Well, Patrice writes and says... I am a huge Beyonce fan, have been all my life, and I have two friends who are also fans, but not really Beehive. We're all going to Renaissance on the same night, but we're not sitting together. I will be in Club Renaissance. They will not. (laughs) A big topic of conversation in our group chat since purchasing our tickets is our outfit for the night. I decided very Mm -hmm. early on that I would be following the silver theme, so I've been getting my fit together on my own, whereas they aren't necessarily following any theme, just dressing cute for the night out. Mm-hmm. One of my friends decided on this camouflage skirt and sent our outfit idea in the group chat for feedback. She this was a what a camouflage <laughs> Sorry, skirt. Go ahead. <laughs> she was a little on the fence about it and didn't want to break the bank on a fit. And I mentioned to her that you can find something affordable that's cute and in budget, and that my outfit was sitting in my cart for forty dollars. She asked me to share my outfit, and I it told was her what for forty dollars sitting in my cart. Oh, sitting in my cart. Yeah. Okay. She asked me to share the fit, and I told her she would see it on the 12th of August. She didn't. <laughs> she slick caught an attitude because she had shared her outfit ideas, and I, I explained mean, to her well. <laughs> that I didn't care for or want any outside opinions when it comes to my outfit, and I'm actually customizing it a little. So what's in my car isn't the full look anyway. About a week later, we were on the phone talking about purses and bags. I mentioned that I don't really care for white brands and I'm a stick beside Telfar. She goes on to say how she doesn't like the quality of Telfars and how she doesn't care to buy one. This is not her first time mentioning this, but she's entitled to her opinion. Later that same day, ironically, a Telfar that a friend of mine bought for me happened to get delivered. It's a small, dark green East Pack shopping bag. Of course, I dropped it in the group chat and not even 10 minutes later... The same friend asked me if she could wear it for the night of the concert because it would match her skirt. 
This made me feel iffy for <laughs> several <Grandpa's> reasons. <laughs> Number one, I literally just got the bag. Two, I haven't had a chance to wear the bag. And three, she doesn't even like Telfar. <laughs> After thinking for a few minutes, I said that she could wear the bag for the show, but she can't post in it. We share a lot of mutual followers, and I don't want somebody Wait, popping out in my that? bag before I get the chance to. <laughs> she said okay. that the main reason she wants to wear the bag is to post it on the gram, and she doesn't want to spend money on a bag. Duh. I stayed 10 toes down in my condition that she can wear it for the show, but not post it, and the energy has been off in the group chat ever since. Am I the asshole for putting conditions on a friend borrowing my purse? Thanks. Love the show. Patrice. <laughs> Patrice said fashion. Okay. She takes it seriously. Both of y'all weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why is the friend weird? The friend is weird for saying, oh, I don't see it for Telfar, et cetera, et cetera. But also, I want to wear your bag yeah. for <laughs> your, the show that is also Telfar. That I know you got someone who is uh, a fan and frequent supporter of the brand. Mm-hmm. I want to take it and stunt at the show a uh, foreign artist, of which you are also a larger fan than I am. Yeah, okay. It's like... There is that. That's weird. Um, I do think it's weirder to be like, sure, <laughs> wear it, but don't post any pictures in it. What? <laughs> like, I don't even know how I would look at you if you said that to me. Like, that's why I said she takes this fashion shit seriously, okay? I think the critique that she allegedly gave about Telfar is annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd have been over her behind that shit anyway. I know the East Pack bags are different, but regardless, it's like, girl, so you'll go and spend FIFA five times the amount of money on a white brand's bag at because least the quality is three, four, quote, five quote, times. Better. Yeah. But like you'll easily shit on a, a black brand that mm-hmm. anyway, that's a completely different conversation. I think it's it's strange overall. I don't think the I think that like she could easily find a bag that could match her yeah, skirt. It's camouflage. Hello. <laughs> uh that's the whole point. So that's that. I don't even know why we would be going back and forth about you wearing my bag. Um, But also, I wouldn't be giving you this go-ahead with stipulations on... Yeah, posting it. ...what you can do throughout... Like, I would just be like, no, I don't want you to wear it. Or go ahead, wear it or whatever, but understand that I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) Well... Like, I don't know. You know, like, I, I think the whole thing's weird. <laughs> I think the whole, you know, wear it, but I'm going to be mad. It's like, don't even, at that point, just don't even let her borrow it because it's not worth that. Um, I, it's something very funny to me about, like, young people's 
fixation on social media and like the way that they care about being perceived in specific ways. Like y'all have a bunch of mutual friends, so she can't post a picture in this bag because because other people might think y'all have the same bag? Like, what? Because... Yeah. <laughs> like, why exactly can't she post the picture in it? Like, I don't want somebody popping out in my bag before I get the chance to. That... If you feel that strongly You're about it, the then person. just don't... Don't let her borrow it. <laughs> people, people have posted the bag. People haven't. Yeah. And it's just... I mean, and it's, it's an Instagram picture. So, what? If people see her carrying the bag... Before they see yeah, that was another part that la- lost me. <laughs> yeah, like I think, I think that it's less about. I mean, maybe I, I don't, I don't really get that part. Um, but I think that like your pettiness is expanding all over the place mm-hmm. because you're just like, girl, you were just talking down on this brand. I've been a fan. Yeah, like y'all don't really see like you're not as big uh fans of Beyonce as I am, but mm-hmm. you want to take the bag that I love that I just got. And, like, post a picture in it. Like, it's just not... You know what I mean? I would just be like, no. Just yeah. get another bag that matches your skirt. Like, why do you have to wear my bag? It's not impossible. That's a brand that you were just talking shit about. Yeah. My thing... My... my. If I was gonna, like, hesitate on letting her borrow the bag, it would be because she just talked all that shit about Telfar and then wanted to borrow exactly. mine. Exactly. <laughs> that would be my reason. Yeah. That would... Not the... I just got it and and I don't want other people to wear my shit. Like, that I don't care nothing about. It's the fact that you re- you just sat here, you shit it on the brand, you've done this multiple times before, but now that they put out something cute that you don't have to spend money on because I already have it, now you want to borrow it. Like, that I think is weird. And if you had just said, you know, based off of that, I was like, girl, womp. But it seems like you're trying not to seem petty, even though you feel a very petty way about it. <laughs> and in this attempt to not seem petty, you seem the pettiest. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you can wear it, but you can't post a picture of you carrying it. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, like, that's wild. <laughs> like, is your, <laughs> friend, is your friend like an influencer with 500,000 followers or something? I don't... Who is going to see this picture? And like, they made more than one of these bags in that color. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, who who is going to look at your post in the bag a week, two weeks, however long later, and be like, Trinika just posted that shit at the Beyonce (laughs) concert a couple weeks ago, so it's not giving what you thought it was. Catch up, master. Like, nobody's. I don't think people are going to care that deeply. And maybe they will. Maybe in your world, this is like... That'd be a weird world. This a different is, world this than is where like I come from. a very big deal. But if it were me, if I were in your position and I felt that way about the bag, Patrice, I just would not let her borrow it. I That's wouldn't. really where it stops. Yep. She can find something else. Just about anything goes with camouflage. So, But just so you know, for your mind, there's a whole <laughs> lot of who cares in letting her borrow that bag. 
Like a lot of mm-hmm. I also like I'm not saying, you know, oh, go give it your because I also, like Crystal said, would probably be like, No, girl, you were just talking down, tell far uh Yeah. Yeah. Gang gang, move around. Yeah. Don't act like you <laughs> love Telfar now, bitch. Oh, now you, you love it. Oh, now it's so cute. Oh. Now it matches your outfit, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Hmm. And furthermore, Me. I'm gonna just say it. I don't know why y'all be complaining about the quality of like what are y'all doing to these Telfars? Sweetie, I don't like, understand. I have like eight of these carrying bags, around and they all look live grenades, <laughs> like eating them with their dog. I don't know what y'all. I I carry my Telfar Black Circle bag everywhere, everywhere. I carry that bitch all the time. Multiple outfits. I I. What are y'all doing to these bags? That the quality of Telfar is just so terrible, and you, you just can't recover. I don't like, get it. I don't either. I what are y'all carrying? P- puppies? Is it just eight puppies in every live birds? <laughs> like Link? They put Link in their Telfar and wonder. Seriously, <laughs> it's really not making sense. But I can't stand. Yeah, girl, just don't, you. just don't let right. I don't get it. It's it's weird to me. And and it was a whole bunch of people who was like, ooh, normally I don't like Telfire, but the new Melissa's. Blah, blah. Leave us alone. Those of us who have been get out here of my face, deserve bitch. that shit first, period. You get your ass to the That's back right. of the line, That's bitch, right. because you will not have your hands <laughs> on one of them bags before I am. I have not. my alarm and my alerts <laughs> okay, ready, bitch. I need Move the that fuck around. Bag and because I, I it. will have it. <laughs> Oh, all of a sudden now the pieces are cute. Bitch, get to the bag. Go to hell. It's the same bag except clear. Y'all go to hell. I'm get getting that fucking bag. Way. I deserve. <laughs> Got me <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Ooh, that duffel is kind of... Shut your ass up. <laughs> oh, I want them jellies. They make the first jellies. So now what? Oh, good luck, Patrice. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, let her let her carry something else. Um, <laughs> our next letter, final letter, comes from Alizé, who says, <clears throat> "I've been dating this guy I met on Hinge for about one and a half months. Mm. I'm thirty, well into into my career, making six figures, etc. <clears throat> He's thirty four, works in IT, and told me he does crypto options trading part time." <sighs> I don't understand what crypto options means. And and, and don't explain it to me, please. Whoever. Don't. I'm, the yeah. listeners, as soon as people start talking about crypto, my eyes cross. I do not. I'm it's not for super me. Super cool. Yeah. All right. Everything's been going good for the most part. We have great chemistry. Communication's great. Spent a lot of quality time together. Blah, blah, blah. I was head over heels. Here's my dilemma. <clears throat> Last week, this nigga asked me for $1,000. He said he had a family emergency, and I basically told him that I don't got it. To which he responded, any amount that you can help with is fine, and I'll pay you back by the 21st. I told him that I'd see what I can do, but I had absolutely no intentions of seeing. (laughs) I felt so weird and completely turned off after that conversation, and my brain immediately started making up possible scenarios. Is he a scammer? Is he going to keep asking me for money if we get serious? <laughs> Is he actually broke? Why wouldn't he cash out on his stocks crypto if he needed money real quick? Like, I mean, <laughs> all they. 
a week has gone by and neither of us has brought it up again, but I can't help but still feel weird about the whole situation. And I know I'm acting standoffish, too. I'm notorious for having commitment issues and running after the first sign of a potential red flag. And I really be taking break up with him to heart. <laughs> Am I tripping or do y'all also think it's weird for a man to ask a woman he just started dating for money? Shit, a man to ask a yeah. woman, period, for money. <laughs> Should I say I mean, something to him or just run? <laughs> she said it. <laughs> Thanks, Alize. <clears throat> Less than well, Al. Hmm. Thanks for the laugh. Um, she she says she had no intentions of seeing what she could do. Like zero. <laughs> no, that was. So I said funny. that to be kind. I did not mean um, that shit. <laughs> and it sounds like he's gotten the message. Yep. Yep. Did not bring that shit up again. Um. Yeah. I think that the asking of money from this woman that you just started dating is wild. Um, I also think that it um, takes a certain type of nigga Mm -hmm. to ask a woman for money. Um, Just in general. Um, As far as the whole, like, you know, you know, kudos, I suppose, for having the self-awareness to say, you know, I run away at the first sign of a red flag and, you know, should I blah, 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 blah. Um, that's a good thing to know. And, and uh, you know, it is healthy to tap into that and, and to try to stay grounded when you can and, you know, not try to escape when things get tough. That said... <clears throat> <laughs> really proud of you. That was beautiful. <laughs> You said, now that I got that shit out the way. (laughs) (laughs) The moment this nigga said crypto blank to me would have been the brightest of red. And I would have done an immediate U-turn. Honey, you went past the first about two, three red flags (laughs) before you got to this nigga asking you for an alleged loan. (laughs) So, um, you know, I would say to that... Mm -hmm. Do what you will with it. Um, you said that it's very clear you've already uh, become standoffish. Mm-hmm. He uh, turned you off. He turned you all the way all off. The I way. get it. Yeah. And if that's something that you feel like is going to affect, uh, I mean, it's already affecting your perspective of the relationship, then uh, what do you do? Break. Dunk it. <laughs> Damn, she said that she take break up with him in the heart. So I'm really trying to like, what else can we do here? But baby, six weeks in, and you're asking me for one thousand dollars. He said it was a family. It was for a family emergency. What yeah, did he say? Yeah, he said a family emergency. <laughs> Which okay. You're asking me for a stack. I'm gonna need to know who's bleeding out. What's going on? $1,000. It's a family emergency. From somebody I just met on an app six weeks ago. Yeah. It's for me, it's the why do you think we are that close? Why do you think like we're that close? That that's 1,000 USD. 
it's not going to break the bank or nothing, but that's a lot of fucking money. It depends. Right. No, no, but I'm saying, like... I mean... It's not... Imp- what, is you, what is her name? Alizé. Alizé sounds, you know, like... She said she's making six figures, so it's not that she right. don't have the thousand dollars. That's that's clearly it not is, it. <laughs> sir. What? Where did you scrounge up the nerve to ask somebody you just met for that kind of money? Who are you? I'm literally still getting to know you. Like, I, t- this time, two months ago, I had never even met you. <laughs> How do I know you're not going to take this $1,000 and then I never see you again? This could, honestly, and you brought up a lot of different scenarios. Maybe he's a scammer. Maybe he's actually super broke. Is he going to keep asking me for money? I think any of these are possible. He said he works in IT and does crypto on the side and can't scrounge up $1,000. That's also something something's not making sense when he says he works in it be be more specific <laughs> i think you need to start asking some follow up questions cuz works in it could mean a lot of different things true very, and very and true. the the pay variation there <laughs> it could be 30,000 it could be 300,000 like i'm i'm going to need to see have you, have you been to his apartment have you seen where he lives have you seen his work badge? I These are the things that I would be looking out for. But <laughs> just because, because I don't, <laughs> if I chose to stay with this person, I would start looking for proof of employment. I, I'm going to need to see, cause, because if you don't actually have this job or if you're trying to make things seem like they are fancier or nicer than what they actually are, then that is like just furthering the red flags for me. Niggas who feel like they have to lie or misrepresent themselves in order to be in a relationship. That's like, ooh, see, no, why couldn't you just be real about who you are and what you do? But based off what you told me your occupation is, I really don't understand why you coming to me for anything. I don't get that. But especially, I mean, if we had been together for like two years and you need $1,000 to go see your mama before she dies or something, that's one thing. A nigga I just met, I just met you at the top of the summer? It ain't no way. I'm so sorry. I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you that money. So. Like (laughs) six weeks from an app? Yeah. I don't, I don't, but would you, would you break up with him if it was you in this situation? Would you stop seeing him? Um, Because everything else is great. Chemistry is great. Communication is great. Quality time. All that. But then the nigga asked you for (laughs) $1,000. If it's been a month and a half, I don't even consider that breaking. I I would feel like I would just stop talking to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Break up like we're we're not in a relationship, just, right? I'm just gonna stop seeing you. I don't know, you know what I mean. And I mean, it's possible that I would probably still, you know, date you while also seeing what else is out there. If we're still <laughs> work vibing, because I mean, like, yeah, you said, are y'all committed? You know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I understand that being a, a turn off and something that then changes your uh, perspective on the person in the relationship. 
and that raises all of these questions that you asked in this letter. Yeah. Also, it's just like, yeah, I would probably be, I'd probably lose a lot of interest that would then just lead to me being like, God bless you. Yeah. And I know everybody is not this way, but I would exhaust every other option before asking somebody I had just started dating for money. Me, myself. Yes. I would have, if I had crypto stock options or whatever the fuck, I would sell those and get $1,000 before I asked somebody I just fucking met for $1,000. Like, I just would. But that is just me. That is just how I'm built. I would tap into my own savings. I would ask Mm -hmm. my actual network, my family, my close friends. Like, I would go to anybody before the nigga I just started seeing. I will hook an amp (laughs) to a microphone, stand on Fairfax, (laughs) and rap Trina in front of an upside down hat. Yeah, yeah. Before I ask a nigga from an app. I'm doing showtime on the train. (laughs) I'm getting on the A train at 125th, and I'm holding you niggas hostage to 59th. And I want my fucking tip. Are you fucking kidding me? One thousand dollars. Yeah, no. Six weeks mm-hmm. in, I'll get you a quesadilla burger at Applebee's. I might get you. I might get you a pedicure. It's it's sundress season. I'm, I'm happy to do that. One, yeah, no, I won't be able to do it. So one unopened bottle of Casamigos, a bottle of Alize, perhaps. Look at that. <laughs> I'm I'm willing, you know. One thousand United States tender. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, Chicken girl. Tender. I think we're not going to tell you what to do, but if we were you, we would not be talking to this. <laughs> he for sure wouldn't be my main nigga no more. I'm reopening Hinge. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's truly the bottom line. <laughs> I'm getting back on the apps. In fact, that's the black bottom line. <laughs> Uh, good luck with that conversation, Alize. If you have a question for us, send it over to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. But... If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. 
The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. We've returned. It's time for the read. It is. Do you know? Oh, sure. Okay. Do you want to go first or? No. Okay. Well, I have a few things to talk about this week. I'm not going to be too long. First of all, fuck Meek Mill's old stupid, stupid ass. No, that was coming. For getting on stage at Rolling Loud Portugal talking about free Tory Lanes, like which Rolling Loud Portugal? I didn't. I did not even know that was a thing. Did not even okay. know that was a thing. But I saw mean, that and was sure. like, "You just worldwide." I mean. You went out of your way. Why would you go to Portugal? Most of these people, <laughs> their English is probably not that fluent any goddamn way. Everybody's here for vibes. And then here you go bringing up this milk dud head ass nigga that they have probably never even fucking heard of. Like, girl. But I'm not surprised. You know, Meek Mill is <laughs> from Philly. And <laughs> I'll leave it there. So... <laughs> Um, moving on, I just want to rock, rock. <laughs> I also did you read what he said after the free the free toy lanes thing? Did you read his response? No, I, I watched the video, and as soon as I heard the free toy lanes, I said, "Let me cut this off." <laughs> he said on threads. <laughs> on threads, have you downloaded that? I said, I, yeah, don't, I, I don't need another fucking app. I just downloaded Spill. I do not need no more. I haven't apps. used it at all yet, but I have it. On the thing, it's, I it's might download Twitter. it just to look at it. Yeah, okay. It's just Twitter. Oh, it does it look like Twitter? <laughs> it literally looks. In fact, <laughs> when I looked at this, <laughs> when I looked at what I'm about to read you, it's a screenshot. Well, now I want to download it <laughs> of Meek Mill's Instagram story where he posted the thread. Oh, God. and the background, it's like the the in the story, it's like the the actual chunk of the the post Mm -hmm. and the background is like this threads logo pattern and and i'm like i but i thought the picture was a tweet okay so i was like why the fuck did this nigga put this threads background over this i was like oh this is from threads that's not twitter got you okay that's how much it looks like twitter to me damn (laughs) i'm gonna download it right now (laughs) yeah i mean it's you know, Mark Zuckerberg's latest attempt at being King Koopa. So then what did he say? Oh, he said, I say free young thug, free Lucci, free Melly. I don't even know why y'all start dealing with us if y'all gonna try to smear us. That's why I stick to the trenches. What? <laughs> and then in the story, he put, what is the draw line? I got niggas locked up for bodies they ain't do. I don't got a controlled voice. I'm not sure what any of that What means. the fuck? <laughs> I think what he was trying to say was like... I pretty much just say free any famous rap nigga that's currently <laughs> incarcerated um, without, like, doing any actual mm. research on why they may, may be incarcerated or if they should be But you have to know why Tory Lanez is in jail. You have to. I mean, of course. So then that just, like, I'm just never shocked when niggas turn out to support abusers. Like, this is just, y'all love to do that, but Wow. Which is also, like, crazy to me. And I was thinking this last week when you were reading... 
Who were you going off on last week that made me think this? Was it Kiki's baby daddy? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was. (laughs) And it made me think, um, like, the amount of people who talk about, like, how nobody sticks their neck out for black men, all women, oh, you know, yeah. just be hating on black men. Those of and I'm like, niggas get loud, proud supports. They do from men and women. Yep. Even when they are incredibly and blatantly wrong. <laughs> yep. They do. <laughs> so it's like, and they very conveniently we- forget that. <laughs> Like, even last, to your point, that's what it made me think about it. It was like, it wasn't like Darius went on the internet and everybody was like, boo, boo, tomato. Like, a lot of niggas supported that shit. A lot. And women. Yeah. And women yeah. waiting in the the, the rafters <laughs> yep. to be like, yeah, fuck black women. And <laughs> Whatever. That you know bitch what I mean? she can wear what she wants to, right? So, so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. But I have no idea what he was trying to say here. It feels like again he was just trying to say I say free everybody. So what's the problem? But that's also like, stupid. That's also stupid, Meek Mill. Yeah, it's not. <sighs> you shouldn't do that. Child. Speaking of fucking stupid, have you seen this blue face video? I try to stay as far away from that. And I can't blame you. Possible. I can't blame you. I don't want anything to do with whatever that is. So, Blueface, little stupid crackhead ass, posted a video where he's got a bunch of women who are half-dressed, twerking in the living room or whatever, talking about, oh, you know, just another Tuesday or whatever. And then he walks into the pantry where his six-year-old son is looking for some snacks. Oh, you have got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Like, when I tell you a six-year-old child... And Blueface said, it's all this booty out here and you in here looking for chips and Slim Jims and shit. You are lying. No, you're not. I'm Why not, would you be? I'm Why not, am I like? <laughs> I'm not like. I'm not. The six-year-old then looks up with his fistful of Slim Jims because that is indeed what he was looking for. <laughs> and his daddy's like, it's all this ass out oh, here. And baby. the little boy is like, I got a Slim Jim. <laughs> what the fuck are you even talking about? And then Blueface says, are you gay? I hate this nigga, bro. Like, I, like... Friend. <laughs> I was like... Oh, I'm desperately waiting for the correlation here. This child has his hand in a box of Slim Jims. And here go Blueface talking about, you ain't gay, is you? <laughs> the child is looking like, I'm currently trying to figure out how to open the fucking Slim Jim. All I want is a meat stick. Like, <laughs> I literally want beef jerky. Oh, my God. Possibly some chips and crackers. And definitely, like, a beverage that is 0% fruit juice. Yep. 100% sugar water. That's what I need. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> is this the same cute cute son that yep. was, like, fussing with him in the shoe store? Yep. I think so. I think so. He will not give that child a moment. No rest. Peace. Just like, did you see that video of Tokyo Tony and Dream Kardashian? I'm not. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm not even going to get into that. It 
But I'll, suffice to say, I forgot that that is her grandma. <laughs> suffice to say, Tokyo Tony should not be allowed around children. <laughs> Oh, God. Dream was watching her, okay? Dream was... <laughs> <laughs> Dream was supervising Tokyo Tony's stupid ass. I mean... No, I literally disgusting. just got right <laughs> Dream said, that's not how that works. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> her big, stupid ass. I'm sitting here watching this video. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Some people's <laughs> memos is really like Tokyo Tony. I cannot relate. Yeah, like, a lot. A lot. My memo cooked many. in the school cafeteria and watched Young and the Restless oh. and grew tomatoes and went to church every Sunday and, and let us, like, comb her hair for fun and showed us how to fish and, and gut fish and pick honeysuckle. We, we was not... No, you literally described... Both my grandmas without the cafeteria part. <laughs> like, that... my dad's mom was a teacher, so close enough. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it was just like, so don't go watch that. But if you happen to see it, it is quite, it is quite hilarious. Anyway, on to another failure of an authority figure. Blueface asked this child three times if he's gay. Meanwhile, this baby looks like he truly don't give a fuck about nothing other than opening up that plastic and getting to that processed meat stick. He finally says no. And then Blueface starts dapping him up like, yeah, my man, my man. And the little boy is smiling. I'm just like, this is so. You cannot possibly be serious right now pressing a six year old about his sexuality because he is more interested in snacks than a bunch of grown-ass, half-naked women. He is six years old! Do you know six-year-olds? Do you know developmentally where they are, what they do, what they're interested in? It's salt and sugar and bright things. (laughs) Toys. Slime. Plastic. Slime. (laughs) Yes. Water Animated television. (laughs) Bikes. Bugs. Going outside. <laughs> Theme parks. You got a bunch of hoes I've never seen before in the living room? Hell no, I'm not trying to go in there. I don't give a fuck. The snacks are in here. Roblox. <laughs> like. Oh. Like, I am not. And, and, and you know what? Not to hijack your read. No, you're fine. The thing that tilts me about this besides the obvious which is all immediate the thing that tilts me about this is the fact that we are still going back and forth with the powers that be and those that support them who are committed to the idea that queer people and specifically trans people Mm. are out to groom your children and turn them into blank sexuality, blank gender identity. Meanwhile, on the reg, you have niggas like this that are asking babies. Babies. Babies what their sexual orientation is. And talking about why are you in here eating Lunchables when there's all this ass out here? I don't know, Dad. I'm fucking six. Ooh. Yeah. 
Continue. I, God bless and save this child. And I mean, like, so I saw that first and then Tokyo Tony was like literally going off on Alexa because Alexa wouldn't stop talking. She talking about, you know, I'm telling you, bitch, you need to move on and shit. This is in front of the child talking to Alexa. Alexa, I'm going to punch you in Wait, your fucking jaw. <laughs> telling Alexa, told, told Alexa, like, I'm telling you, bitch, you better move on because Alexa kept talking. Wait. Wait. Because they were talking to Alexa. <laughs> so Alexa Wait. is talking back. Tokyo Tony is losing her goddamn mind. Wait. Calling. Uh, Tokyo Tony squared up with a virtual assistant? <laughs> I'm telling you, she was talking about, I think she called it a, yeah, called it a cum bucket or something and was, this is in front of this child. Meanwhile, Dream has to stay level-headed and be like, girl, you can't cuss out. Every time you say, Alexa, shut the fuck up, Alexa is going to talk back to you because she thinks you're talking to her on purpose. Like, this is, what are you doing, dumb bitch? <laughs> I could not believe she was talking like that around this, ba- a six-year-old. Again, y'all are, y'all are really fucking up Generation Alpha. Like, already, they just got here and y'all are already tainting the hell out of these babies. Please protect these kids. God damn. All they want to do is eat gushers and watch the skibbity toilet videos. Why? Why? Why on earth are you talking about cum and dildos with your six-year-old granddaughter in the room? And all of this behind Alexa, when if you want Alexa to shut up, all you have to do is stop saying her fucking name. But I can't go and see a drag show. On Sunday during the <laughs> God Because damn. RuPaul's Drag Race is a factory of grooming monsters. Oh, yeah. You ask your own baby, is he gay because he'd rather have fruit snacks than pussy? Yeah. Are you niggas dumb? Like... <sighs> they, are, they, are, they are, though. They are, though. Finally, um... In case Kiki Palmer's baby daddy was not enough, Jonah Hill chimed in with his own... Well, actually, it wasn't him. His ex-girlfriend released a bunch of text messages. Dragged. And, yeah, I mean, truly... And then somebody else. Yeah, and then another... So, there was the first girl, and then this other girl came out and was like, oh, yeah, when I was 16, he was, like, pushing himself on me at a party and, like, forced me to kiss him or something like that. That story was crazy. It was. So... Um, I'm sure y'all have heard about this, but Jonah Hill was texting his ex-girlfriend saying things like, if you need to surf with men and model and post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit and have friendships with women who are in unstable places, then I'm not the right partner for you. These are my boundaries. And these are boundaryless relationships. (laughs) Boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men. Hanging out with women who are unstable and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. Going on and on about how, like, if these things bring you happiness, then I support it. No hard feelings. These are my boundaries for a romantic relationship. I'm not the right partner for you. If these things mean a lot to you and you need to take some accountability and treat me with respect and I'm tired of your attitude about surfing and... 
I, I deserve more than this. I've been patient and I would never be with nobody who acts like this. And <sighs> she wasn't like coming to the stage at the pink. And if she were, work. Applaud that bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But literally, like, I believe I read she was like a semi-professional surfer, no? Like, she literally did it as her thing. Yeah. And she's wearing a bathing suit, as one does to surf. This is her job. Like, oh, you're wearing a thong, or you, you, your ass is out in the thong. Like, it's a, not a thong, it's a bait. What are you? Yeah. Yeah. That was really annoying. And when you consider that he slid into her DMs because of a picture she posted of herself surfing, it gets all the more goddamn ridiculous. So this was especially disappointing for me, not because I give a shit about Jonah Hill, but because I know that he had been open about his battles with mental health. I know that he put out some kind of documentary right on Netflix with his therapist, which, full disclosure... It just got suggested to me. I tried to watch it when it first came out because I was like, oh, wow, doing a documentary with my therapist, that might be a really interesting idea. I could not get through it. And at the time, I didn't know why because, you know, therapy content is normally like I'm eating that shit up. Mm -hmm. But it was something about it. I just couldn't get it. I couldn't get into it. And so this I mean, this was weeks, if not months ago that I saw it. So I had actually completely forgotten about it. But I had always remembered in the back of my head like, oh, yeah, Jonah Hill has talked about therapy, mental health stuff before. So I'm thinking, you know, like. This is a good thing as far as like getting more people to understand that like going to therapy can be good, working through your shit can be good. <clears throat> For you to then turn around and use therapy to actually manipulate, control, gaslight, abuse, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. nigga, you do us such a huge disservice. You do such a huge disservice. And a lot of y'all just found out that you are or were in an emotionally abusive relationship when these screenshots came out and you learned then that that was what emotional abuse was. I feel like people did not really have a solid understanding of what it meant. Attempts to use emotions to control another person, putting you down for the things you say or do that there's nothing wrong with, like there's nothing you telling you who you can and cannot hang out with the kind of pictures you can post, the same fucking attitude and bullshit that Kiki's baby daddy did, trying to embarrass you or shame you for your job and your clothing and your body and the people you know, criticizing you and then trying to manipulate you and be like, well, if you can't accept my boundaries, then I'm not the partner for you. That's not how that works. You're actually giving her rules for how you want her to behave. Your boundaries are about you. I've said this before on this very program. Your boundaries are about you and what you are going to do. If you have a boundary of my girlfriend, I'm, I'm not okay with my girlfriend posting pictures of herself in a swimsuit on Instagram, then first of all, you probably shouldn't talk to women who post themselves in swimsuits on Instagram. And then it is your duty to leave the relationship. Not, well, it's up to you if you want to change and be the type of person that I need you to be in order to be with me. It's about you leaving the relationship. 
What are you going to do, Jonah Hill? In none of these screenshots is he like, let me just break up with you. Let me stop talking to you. This clearly isn't going to work out. Like, no, because that that would actually make sense if you really felt that way about it. If it was a true boundary, what you're actually trying to do is control this woman, woman, manipulate her and get her to change who she is in order to please you. And the problem with that is that there's never anything that's good enough for these people. This is exactly how abusive cycles start. This is how they isolate you from your friends and family. And the next thing you know, now you're not posting on Instagram no more. Now you're not hanging out with people who have been close and down for you and whatever else. And now you're spending less time with family and less time at work, less time pursuing your interests and more and more time and energy on trying to keep this motherfucker happy. A lot of y'all just found out that those are the types of relationships that you've been in for a while, either on the giving or the receiving end. And I hope y'all took it as a wake up call like, oh, God damn, this is actually extremely unhealthy. And I need to really do some work on myself, figure out where the fuck I picked this up from, whose ideas it is I'm parroting and repeating and why I feel like I need to coerce somebody in order to be in a relationship with them. These are the questions I hope y'all are asking yourselves. But do you think Jonah Hill posted anything that was even remotely reflective or indicative that, you know, he had understood that he was being unreasonable and irrationable, irrational and all this. No, of course not. Jonah Hill started selling merch. Wait, what? Jonah Hill is selling merch that says complete unrelenting control. Mm. I'm not fucking lying to you. I've seen hats, tote bags, socks, Oddly enough, I just felt like that gif of him from, fuck, I forgot the name of that movie where he's, like, he does this, where he, like, is just looking over it and completely tired. Yeah. his temple or his eye. Oh, yeah, I don't know what movie that was either, but... (sighs) I... I saw also someone... Let me Google this. Someone say that, like... Something about the timing. Of what? This merch or the girl? No. Uh, his ex saying <laughs> whatever about him being Putting abusive. the screenshots out, yeah. About, like, I think he maybe just had a baby or something. Or mm-hmm. is in something like that. Like, she's doing this while blah, 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 blah. Okay, I don't actually give a shit about that. Because... <laughs> to, yeah, no, yeah. it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Another kind of tone deaf thing I think I saw that might have come from his side. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, I don't... I just want people to understand that... And and I've been using other words. I'm saying abuse because that's what it is. But I'm using words like control, manipulate, coerce. You know, they're trying to criticize you, shame you, embarrass you, isolate you. Because a lot of people don't consider this to be abuse. When they hear abuse, they think physical violence. They think domestic violence. They don't think about how there are subtle ways to chip away at a person's self-esteem and gain control over them to isolate them from their community. And that's what this is. And, and, and you can start to, just like she said with the, I don't know if you saw all the screenshots, but there was one where he was like, I was nothing but good to you. I was the perfect boyfriend. And all I ever did was love you. And now you're treating me this way. And she's like, wow, the gaslighting. Like, literally, you can start 
to believe that bullshit and doubt your own reality the longer you are intertwined with this person. And did I mention that he was 39 and she was 25? Once again, like they go for people who are younger because it's it can be easier to do this with younger people. And then you're famous, you're rich. So that's another level of power or control that can be present in the relationship that can make it hard to say or identify what's going on and hard to leave. And so the cycle just keeps on fucking going. It's just it was hard to see so many people fight back against the idea that this is wrong. For a lot of reasons, but mainly because emotional abuse and emotional neglect are like the things I have studied. Anytime I get the opportunity to do like an independent research paper or whatever in in my degree, getting this master's degree, all of my research projects have been around the effects of emotional abuse and emotional neglect. It's something I know about more than the average person. I'm confident saying that. And I have... You know, read the studies. I've seen how people who were emotionally abused and neglected in their childhood have higher rates of, oh, you name it, alcoholism, all the worst things, anxiety, PTSD, CPTSD, all kinds of like mental health disorders. And it is so fucking commonplace. It is such a huge issue. Like teachers don't recognize it. Parents and coaches don't recognize it when they're doing it or when somebody else is doing it. And and we don't even recognize it in the pattern of like dating in romantic relationships until it gets extreme. But nobody ever sees what leads up to it. People act like this sort of shit is okay. It isn't. This is how it starts. Please do not listen to Jonah Hill. Please do not think that telling your partner what they can or can't wear or post on Instagram or who their friends can be is you setting a boundary. That is the exact opposite (laughs) of a boundary. True. If I can't handle somebody who is gorgeous and whose job it is to be gorgeous and post pictures of themselves being gorgeous. Or literally just share them their life even if it's not your even if you're not a model even if you're not a surfer if you're a fucking data analyst and you want to put on a sexy dress and go out with your friends and post that on instagram like nobody has the right nobody is in charge of you you don't get to have that kind of control over me you don't get to have that kind of say so over my life and if you feel like me wearing what I want to is disrespectful to you then you need to leave me and go find the little house on the prairie bitch that you really want that's what you need to do but y'all be wanting to bag bad bitches who do things like this that's how you find them and then once you get her you want her to change up everything about herself no Go find Sarah Plain and talk. They're out there. They are out there. The girls who never wear makeup and don't believe in fashion and, you know, they're in their Christian girl ankle length denim skirts and they are Ooh, at thing. church. For, yeah, Oh, yeah. And they went and they wearing them with white tennis shoes. OK. And they vacation oh. Bible school T-shirt and they got their hair in a ponytail. They are out there. Please go I'm find fine. please go find the girl you actually want, but that's the thing. You don't want somebody who actually fits what you that's say what you want. You want somebody that you feel like you can take down. You want somebody that you feel like you can 
gain some kind of control over. If that's what she wants, then the thrill of it is gone for you because you want to tussle about it. You want to take somebody doing her own thing and being happy with it and turn her into a different person. Leave. Go somewhere else. Be by your fucking self and figure your shit out. Because you're still going to leave the the other girl. You're going to leave the little girl. You never even gonna, you never go even going to talk to her. On the asphalt. You ain't never even going to talk to that girl because you don't actually want her. Or if you do marry her, all you're going to do is cheat on her with the exact type of woman that you claim you exactly. don't want, Derrick Jackson. So maybe just take some time to your goddamn self and figure your shit out. Child, fuck Jonah Hill. And that's it for me. I know I said I was going to keep it brief. Oh, and what I read was actually that the ex said, the what the ex said was that she waited for his fiance to give birth before she said this stuff. Oh, um, okay. Because she didn't want... It, to stress um, that woman stress out. Yeah. While she was pregnant. Okay. Well, so that was from her side. Sure. But yeah, it's <coughs> just, just been. A, yeah, it's just been a real mess to see people be like, well, if that's emotional abuse, then everybody is an abuser. Like, wow. Congratulations. You made it. You get it. <laughs> that's how prevalent this behavior is. Not literally everybody. But a lot of people, a lot of people operate this way and feel like it's perfectly fine and ain't nothing wrong with it. So, I don't know, child. We'll see. But I'm hoping the wheels get moving in a more positive direction after all this bullshit. I kind of doubt it, though, because other men are supporting Jonah Hill now. I saw Devin Booker posted a picture of Jonah Hill with the salute emoji. I'm like, good God, really? Who? Devin Booker. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what's what is your read for this week? Um, I just have one thing to say. <clears throat> you better work. It was right there. I had to do it. Um, so a quote came out this past week that allegedly uh was received from uh, an executive uh, in TV. Oh, shit. A TV executive allegedly spoke with... um, Who was interviewing interviewing them? Y'all finna go on strike. I just realized here in the next couple hours. The actors. Oh, yeah. This... Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is a mess. Anyway, a TV executive was quoted as saying that the end game, as far as the strike is concerned, the Writers Guild strike. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. The quote says, the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. Essentially... The idea here is that the folks over at the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers um, are basically just planning to kick their feet up, Mm -hmm. let all of these incredibly hardworking people um, go broke, lose their things, 
draw this whole, let this whole strike go out until like late fall, October-ish is what I read. Because the idea is that once all of these people start to lose their homes, their apartments, their assets, um, their livelihoods, really, that they'll put more pressure on the guild to end things and blah, blah, and basically put the WGA, the WGA in a more, like, desperate position um, to get things closed up because people would be, you know, literally fighting. I mean, we're already fighting yeah. for our lives. Yeah. But, like, at that point, with nothing. Yeah. Um, and so... <clears throat> I really have, like, a lot of feelings about this, and I don't even know that I'm going to get them all out. Mm. But I think the main thing for me is just that it is so... It, it, it's very telling um, that anyone would be so bold mm-hmm. as to say this to whatever publication, whatever reporter, whatever trade, whatever, whoever. It is so cruel. It is so absolutely disgusting when you zoom out and you really look at things for what they are. People out here picketing people out here fighting not just the writers but also these actors who are about to be out here on the front lines doing the exact same thing are not asking for 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 one yacht each (laughs) you know what I'm saying like season long floor seats yeah Birkins. It's about sustainability. The issue is Hollywood film TV is in a place right now with streaming being all over everyone. Like, it, like streaming is like when you play outside as a kid and you'd be running around and, and you would like run through a spider web or a cobweb or something <laughs> like that that you didn't see. Yeah. And then you like, <laughs> just try, and you can't, you're just smacking yourself around in the face. That's how like yeah. <laughs> streaming feels. Yeah. Like, oh God, another, I can't, what, gee, help! Like there's, yeah. And that's the consumer side of it. <laughs> For the people who are writing these things, that they're trying to chunk up their streaming houses right. with. Right. The whole process of the way that writers have created television and film and stuff is is so different now. And the idea that people who make a living doing this should be okay with going from something that was more or like should expect that instead of having um, just a sustainable work 
environment yes. or like <laughs> a sustainable like career. Yes. The idea that they're asking for something that's worth drawing anything out is crazy to me. That they should be okay with, like, being thrusted into a writer's room for five weeks, six weeks, to, like, hand-fist together scripts for your show. And then you gag when you have to cancel something after a season. Like, there's so many, like, branches to how fucking ridiculous this is. And I feel like that's another part of the reason why some studios probably have no problem drawing this stuff out. Because y'all broke. You spent all of this money (laughs) on, like, (laughs) this completely uninspired, redundant bullshit that you force writers to, to create or sharpen up for you. And then those same people end up being the people that get punished for it. Don't nobody want to rewrite the Avengers after Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I don't. Sounds like hell. <laughs> nope. It's just weird. And then to 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 think that someone is like, yeah, we're just gonna wait for people to basically be without homes. To have, like, no resources, to have no prospects, to have no jobs, to have no money. While you were literally, like, y'all personally have the yacht. Mm-hmm. Feet kicked up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Rich as fuck. And what's being asked for is not going to impede on that. Nope. It's a drop in the bucket again when you zoom out. Yep, that's right. So it's not only cruel to me, it's like... It's kind of a mind blower (laughs) to read this type of shit. I completely get, like, the greedy strategic angle of this whole thing. Like, Mm -hmm. we wasted a whole bunch of money on shit that sucks. Yeah. Um... Basically, if everybody, if we scorch the earth for everyone, then we all starting fresh, bitch. And so cool on me. I'm still going to be rich myself personally. Um, yep. <laughs> and if the rest of these broke hoes stay broke, mm. oh, well, I can write a script with my Apple Watch. <laughs> or rather, I'm sorry, AI. Mm. It's just like, that's what you think. And it just is, when I think about the fact that they just fired four Black women who were working in, uh, like, equity and inclusion and diversity, oh, right on the wow. heels of the affirmative action thing. Oh, of course. And <laughs> they don't need that bullshit no more. Like, oh, yes. Fuck it. Like, since we're... <laughs> Fuck that. Since we're on the subject. Okay, Black Lives Matter three years ago, girl. We're over it. Like, it's so three years ago. That's enough so of we've got you a couple of we've got you a couple of boxes. Um, time. We made we actually got Nike boxes because we figured you know you guys like that. People. Um, and so you can go ahead and put your things in that and get the fuck out. Thanks. It's like to me, it's not just Hollywood. As someone who is like 
regularly anxious. Yeah. Um, feels like the world is spinning garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like this attached with all of the other little things, little triggers, little knobs and levers that whiteness is and pulling and playing and pushing with behind the scenes. It makes my stomach turn. It makes me sick. Yeah. It's really upsetting. You know, and then it's like, oh, we got more elections coming up soon and all this other shit. Like, I'm just immediately already tired. And it also makes me think, like, for whatever white people who still listen to this show, this is what being woke is about. Being, like, staying woke is not like saying... I don't know, trans lives matter. That's just being a decent person with common sense. I mean, and that's just saying words. You might not even mean those words. Like, that's literally just talking. That <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, staying woke isn't like... Well, Black Lives Matter, or, you know, here are all of the reasons why affirmative action. Like, that, like you said, these are the same words most of the time, mm-hmm. words that are just very common sense from a human perspective. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, being woke. Is looking at all of this fuckery <laughs> that is happening while these very same people try and, and scream at us about the agendas that we trying to push around. Sure. It's just being very aware, very like, you know, yeah, just aware of the bullshit in these seasons mm-hmm. that they happen. It just like to me. It's very, like, aside from the refusal to just treat these people that work incredibly hard Mm -hmm. to make you all billionaires. Yep. Billionaires. You know. The heads of these studios have so much fucking money. It's like, rather than treating them like human beings and telling, you know... Well-rounded stories from all da 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 da. Yep, well-written. Stories. It's like okay, that was cute, you know, Lupita. Yeah, great, congratulations. It's done. Going to hell, man. Oof. Just realizing that and acknowledging that without people having to say it out loud all of the time and taking action against it is different than just saying something as very clear-cut and basic as nobody deserves to be beaten to death by the police. (laughs) Oh, but you know, white people just decided woke means black now. Yeah. It's it's nigger. It's it's truly (laughs) modern. It's it's nigger. It it really is nigger. It's their favorite. (laughs) And the... Like, ooh, girl. And the other one. Y'all are (laughs) doing a lot of wokeness right now. It's looking kind of woke at this Beyonce concert. Woo! I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Wokeness is out of control. 
Y'all just mean, how dare you ask me to care about niggers when I don't want to do that? I don't want to. And I'm not gonna. So. Can't make me. Suck on that. Yeah, that's truly, like, it. the whole writer's strike has been such a fucking mess. And when I saw that story, I was like, yo, you niggas are... Y'all are y'all are real life villains. Like evil. You want people to be homeless and unable to feed their children so that you can have one less yacht. Like, how dare you ask me <laughs> to give up my Not- third trip to the south of France this year so that you all can have your rent? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh literally God, it. Yes, it is. Now people who fell out of the sky and said, give me money. <laughs> the very same people who Ooh, have been, who have a full, get like. You the money. They make the money for you. The people who wrote your game, wrote your thrones. Yes. The motherfuckers who gave you all of these, like who. who the, yeah, wrote your succession and your White Lotus and your Abbott Elementary. These shows are great because of writers. It's nothing. A show is nothing without a great script. You can have the best actors. If they're working with trash, the show is trash. Yeah, you know that. (laughs) We all saw it. But the idea that it's like... I I was about to take some shots. (laughs) Y'all will literally walk around and like, you know, puffy chest and gloat about all of these shows that are, you know, keeping y'all wealthy. And then in the very same breath, be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if those motherfuckers live on the street and can't their babies. Yep. Just like that. (sighs) Like. That's literally it. Yep. It is. Like, oh, you you want to pay your rent. Oh, God. What else do you want? <laughs> Clean air and water? <laughs> like, Yes, bitch. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be stuffed in a writer's room for six weeks to then be paid one cent every 100,000 times this show gets streamed? Wow, you guys are selfish. Meanwhile, y'all are it's- buying another $50 million home another private plane, tearing the environment up. Pay these fucking writers. I mean, honestly, (laughs) I get it. Writers work hard, but I also, I have a Pomeranian that only eats zebra. What am I supposed to do? And I just feel like, are you really asking me to not feed my baby her fresh zebra so every you hate my dog. day? So you hate so animals. You don't care about my dog. So you, I'm calling PETA because you actually. I'm asking you to care about my dog. <laughs> <gasps> please, please, not the ultimatum. I don't want to share a bed with somebody who hates my fucking dog. I would have been like. <laughs> Do you need to go home? I think you need to go I home. I feel like you need to go home. <laughs> you need to go home. You need like, a popsicle or something. You need a, You need some time in the quiet something. corner. You need a reset. Because I know you're not snapping off at me because you let this beast climb in the bed. <laughs> I don't know your fucking dog. Like, 
Anyway, solidarity with the writers. The actors finna be on strike in a couple of hours. Solidarity with them too. Like this is re- what are y'all gonna do when you don't have no actors and no writers? Then what? It's like at least in the shows that we write, like the bad guy will be like talking to the news or on TV and be like, "We are doing everything that we can to what to to." work with these incredible people to do such and such and such. And then they would cut, take the mic off and be like, we're going to burn them alive yeah. and eat their kids. Right. Like, that's how you're... This isn't... Yeah. And trying to get people to agree to this contract that, like, so that we can work again to still not be able to make no fucking money so that AI can then come and take our jobs and y'all can just use AI to write the shows and AI voice actors to... to And so then what? Like, And it's not even just that, like, past the AI and, like, so the, the, the horrible, like, wages yeah. that, that writers get. It's like the whole industry has been fucked to a point where a lot of contracts with writers or different shows situations there are some writers who literally are like will like have a a, a job end on one show and then be out of work for like months or a year or something before that show comes back Mm -hmm. because there's like, you know, based on the way that their contract is set up or whatever, there's just all kinds of fuckery in the, the milk. Of course. If you will. Of course. (laughs) Um, That is just, that makes the job, in itself mm-hmm. kind of lack sustainability and it's people that work incredibly hard that have kids just like y'all that have families just like y'all that have responsibilities and all kinds of sh- and all they're asking is just to be able yep. to mm-hmm. do this and be stable <laughs> And that is not asking for too much. It, it's just not. Not especially it's when we not. can see how much money y'all are raking in. Like, it, it. be serious. So to know all of that and then still have someone be like, yeah, we're just going to wait for people to lose their homes is just like wild to me. It, yeah. it reminds me that villains are not afraid of hiding. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Wait, afraid of hiding? Villains are not afraid of being, of not hiding. The other thing. Yep. You got it. You'll find it. Okay, I'm mad. Villains are not afraid to come out of hiding. No, I'm mad because I heard it the way you intended to say it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, fuck this, man. This whole, y'all can just starve. Y'all can just be homeless. And who gives a fuck? It's just like. Like, wow. This can, this is unsustainable. And there's only. Why weren't you named? Oh, you know why. <laughs> Stand on Tendo. Say, say your name. Tell them your name. Yeah. Why couldn't they print your name? And then look your writers in the fucking face and say it. Mm-hmm. I bet you won't. <laughs> I bet you won't do that. 
And I'm, that's why the premiere episode of Black Mirror was just Netflix. <laughs> did you see it? I did. And it was. I said, interesting that Netflix would would publish this drag of Netflix. But, I mean, they, they hire uh, Trixie and Katya to do the same thing. So. Oh, yeah, they do. They they do, but yeah, I was like, hmm, interesting. That has nothing to do with the people at the top and the very same people who are probably out picketing right now who give you that type of content. Yeah. To, like, keep the stuff interesting and real. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's really trash, well, but, you know. And for the consumer, it's not really in your, your best interest either. It means you got lots more... Um, Love and hip. Oh, no. I mean, and there are writers on these reality shows, too. But, like, are we supposed to sit there and watch Hoochie Daddy? We can't watch nothing but Hoochie Daddies. Like, that ain't going to work. It has. There has to be, end this nonsense. End it, please. Because if when Abbott Elementary gets delayed, that's when I'm going to start reacting. Well, get ready, honey. <laughs> Baddies Britain. Um, Good God. Okay. Yeah. Like somebody said, you know, Tyler Perry Productions will probably be fine. (laughs) Tyler said, I told you about them damn unions. (laughs) Tyler said, you can get around all this when you simply won't hire anybody else. Hello. Oh, God. Okay. Is that it? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. All right. That is going to wrap up this week's episode of the show. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Thisistheread.com. Shop thereed.com for our merchandise. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any announcements this week, but I do not think so. What about you, friend? Oh, I would like to say a special thank you to the NFL for the early Christmas gift that you gave me the other day when you tweeted out the entirety of Super Bowl 51, edited out all the commercials, edited out the halftime show, all the extra fluff, just nothing but every single play from Super Bowl 51. That was really such a joy and I could not download it to my hard drive and then back it up to my iCloud fast enough. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to say a special thank you to the NFL for that gift. Um, Yeah. Anything from you? Um, I spoke recently about Louis Capaldi on the show and how he made me cry about my dog. And my oh, yes. Oh, that was so sad. That video was so sad. Um, I saw a video sometime in the past week, uh, probably because I watched that video, that song yep. with the dog. Yep. YouTube was like, hey, look at this Louis Capaldi video. Would you like to cry some And... Right. <laughs> and it was him at Glastonbury performing. Um, I knew, I had heard somehow, maybe read, that uh, he was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome mm-hmm. recently, actually. Um, and so I guess he was having, like, his Tourette's was attacking, or however you, he was having, like, a Tourette's tick mm-hmm. moment. Um, that was messing with his singing um, as he was doing. Now, mind you, 
the title of the video was something to something like fans help Louis Capaldi sing someone you loved when he something something at Glastonbury. So I assumed before watching it mm-hmm. that the song was like he was emotional and like crying or something because of the song. I just cried from his sad song. I'm like, we probably this is probably another sad song that made him cry. And mm-hmm. so they helped him sing it. And so before I watched the video, I listened to this. I read about the song. And I saw that it was a song he wrote about his grandmother's passing. Mm, oh. So then I listened to it. Mm. My grandmother passed away yeah. a few years back. Yeah. That was rough for me. Yes. Um, so then I went through my whole new Louis Capaldi crying moment. Okay. Um, so then I went to go watch the video and I saw that what actually was happening was that his Tourette's was fucking with him and his performance and his fans actually filled in and sang the song for him while he was struggling. Oh, that is so sweet. Um, (laughs) And then I saw that he um, is, he announced that he was taking a break from touring for the foreseeable future. So, don't know much about Lewis. He seems like a really sweet chap. He, I feel like he would have been really great friends with the Weasley twins. He gives me that kind of vibe. <laughs> um, okay. But, you know, as someone who recently stepped away from a tour for health reasons out of my control, Sending good vibes to that camp. Yeah. And thank you for the songs that made me cry and feel nice things about people and my animal. That's beautiful, friend. That's all. All right, everybody. Take care of yourselves. This was long as shit. Like, girl, two and a half hours? Talking about what? (laughs) Anyway. There's something wrong with this. Maybe we should go to jail. We'll see y'all hoes next week. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.